0: It's JJ DeGeronimo, and we are in Season 3 of Career Strategies for Women That Work. I select every episode with you in mind, a woman searching and striving for more influence and impact. With research and insight, I've invited some really exciting guests to Season 3. Many of them have books that you can follow up with and even discuss in your women's groups. And like many of them, I'm launching my next book, Seeking, 74 key findings to raise your energy, sidestep your self-doubts, and align with your life's work. With so much to discuss, let's jump in. Hello, hello, it's JJ DeGeronimo, and I'm so honored that you join me once again here. I've been having such an awesome season, interviewing so many amazing guests, And this one is no different. Laura Weldy is somebody that I've been watching for some time. And because I'm particularly interested, not only in women leadership and careers, but how they use resources, tools, and organized initiatives inside corporate America to really help them maneuver their career path. Laura Weldy is a women in leadership and career success coach, an unapologetic champion for women seeking to build their careers. And I just want to highlight the word seeking, as you know, that's a very important word to me, women seeking to build a career in life and love. After struggling with burnout, imposter syndrome, which we talk a lot about here, and uncertainty in her own career, she has decided to eliminate these issues for other women in their careers. And many of you listen, know that we've talked about many of these topics that we are constantly overcoming in the workplace. I've invited Laura to join us today because she's really going to help us dive into how women can use ERGs to help them in their leadership and career path. So Laura, I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So before we get started, I would love to just chat about What are ERGs? For people that aren't in organizations that have them established or maybe they're entrepreneurs, can you level some for us on what are ERGs? Yeah, an
1: ERG is an employee resource group. So it typically, I think of it as a career extracurricular. So it's something that is typically outside of the nine to five hours, and it is a meetup of employees who organize together around shared experiences, perhaps identities perhaps qualities that they hold. So a lot of companies, and what we're really speaking to today is women-focused employee resource groups. So groups of people who are coming together to share their experiences of being a woman in the workplace and kind of troubleshoot with one another, train with one another, learn, etc.
0: I love that. And I've participated in so many ERG groups, both in my career, of being part of one, establishing one, and now I speak at so many ERG groups. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when women start to join ERG groups or maybe they lead an ERG group or maybe they've just heard about an ERG group, what is the potential value for people that participate, start up, or lead these ERG groups? Yeah, I
1: think there's, there's two ways to look at the value of an employee resource group. The first is for the company itself, right? Just to quickly touch on that. If you have a community of individuals who are willing to go the extra mile to put in time outside of their usual hours to connect with other employees, you can be sure that they're a group that's highly engaged and has a lot of leadership potential in the future. So there is this kind of quality to the company where it is beneficial for them to see their employees challenging each other, growing, et cetera. For the individual employee, I think that the value of a really engaged and curated employee resource group is, of course, relationship building, but more than that, the potential to enact change within the organization, the ability to learn and stretch oneself you know, in ways that maybe your role typically wouldn't allow, the ability to learn from experts and learn from new curriculums, people like yourself, JJ, and myself who come in and speak on specific topics so many endless possibilities if the group is really well curated and really supported by the company in a way that's
0: more than just lip service. So how do you know if an ERG group is supported by the company?
1: Yeah, there's a few ways to tell. I mean, I think you can tell that the company genuinely supports the employee resource group by how they treat the coordinators of the employee resource group. So are Mm -hmm. those people being given accolades? Are they being given recognition when it comes time for a review season or conversations about their performance and their value? Is there funding for the employee resource group that's being allocated? Is it more than just a single picture on the company website? (laughs) Then you know that it's something that the company cares about a little bit more.
0: I love that. And I've seen so many different. I mean from North Dakota to Texas to the Carolinas, I can just think of several events I've done with ERG groups where it's very noticeable if executives show up, the executives, leadership team shows up, if they participate, if they come in and engage with the people. So, it's really interesting because I've been to those and I've also been to others where it's basically in a room in the basement, you know, 20 women come, one woman's in charge you know, and you're not really seeing anybody from any particular leadership position. Mm -hmm. So I I agree. I mean, I think everything you're saying, right, if there's accolades for the leaders that are running it, because it does take a lot of time to run it. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, they're getting some funding, I know when we started our ERG group, which was internal and external, we did employees and we did customers and we kind of did those interchangeably, Mm -hmm. but we had to go around the organization and find money. And then we had to tie back a particular ROI to the value, especially when we're engaging the customer. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And so when you think about these ERG groups, what are the opportunities for women? And you know, if they're not part of their ERG group or they are part of their ERG group, what do you see are opportunities for the women that participate?
1: I would challenge every woman who's thinking about participating in or helping to build up an ERG to think of the ERG as a testing space, a lab of sorts for your career. So it really is, it is hopefully giving you exposure to leadership higher up, like you mentioned, that you maybe wouldn't be exposed to in the day-to-day But it's also an opportunity for you to float new ideas, to develop a kind of stretch project or initiative that your manager doesn't give you time and space for, that you can host in those group meetings. It's relationship building on a really authentic level. It's not networking for the sake of networking, but learning alongside one another and growing alongside one another. And then it's also just this experience of what I call the mind meld. You're not alone in the experiences that you have as a woman in the workplace and hearing how other women are open to sharing their experiences, how they dealt with similar challenging situations. It makes you feel more supported overall, helps to kind of validate your experience and hopefully gives you some creative insight into how you can move forward from the things that are challenging you.
0: Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. I started a woman's group in 2008. It wasn't an ERG, but I just started it with women that were in my network and women customers and women partners in the tech field. And it's interesting because we didn't talk a lot about work per se. We talked about how we keep everything going in the right direction, how we position for our next step. It was really more soft skills. And I gained so much knowledge from these women that I wrote about it in my first book, much of my first book, The Working Woman's GPS were the stories I gathered from the women that attended.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. There is, you know, this is a generalization, but women are social creatures, right? There is an overwhelming tendency for that to be the case. So to build that connection with one another, to share our experiences, it is endlessly valuable. And I think you learn how to... Be a leader through seeing other people lead, whether you would do it the same way or not. So I love that. That was a really big source of inspiration for you.
0: Mm, I love that quote too. You can learn to be a leader by watching other people lead. I think that's so interesting. I think it's so interesting. And now that things are changing, you know, and and organizations are putting more emphasis on talent, are you seeing any adjustments or changes with ERGs? I am. You know, one of the
1: biggest challenges we see coming out of the pandemic is the overall decrease in women in leadership positions just across all industries because the pandemic, of course, forced a lot of women out of the workplace for a variety of reasons. So I do think that overall companies are starting to see and notice the problem they have of the lack of women in leadership roles and I think they haven't quite made the full connection that the ERG is a potential solution to that challenge. But I do think that the women in those companies are noticing, you know, the drop off of women around them and they're really ramping up their efforts to create ERG programming that is deeper than perhaps it has been in the past. And what I mean by that is I think because an employee resource group can have members at every level within the organization, sometimes the programming becomes so broad. It's it's a safe topic that anybody can learn from, but it loses some of its potency and some of its applicability to careers, right? I know you mentioned the soft skill stuff earlier. Sometimes professional skills are incredibly valuable to learn and it's a lot of what I teach too. And there are times where it's the third conversation the employee resource group is having about you know power posing or whatever. I'm just picking a ra- random topic. And it's not serving the needs and challenging the members of the community. And what I have seen and I think is really encouraging is that in conversations I'm having with coordinators of these groups, members of these groups. They're looking for really targeted, really specific, really solution-oriented lessons right now to support their members. And that's great. That shows me that they're trying to fill refill the pipeline with women leaders in their company.
0: I love hearing that because I'm reworking some of my events and topics, and I was super purposeful on, on sort of the topics I picked because I do think that women... You know, the self-doubt that we struggle with, this perfectionism, and the fact that I believe women leave half their knowing at the door when we go into corporations Mm -hmm. because there's so much masculine energy and we are so determined to be effective and impactful that we push, 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 and we're essentially using half of our toolkit. Mm -hmm. So doing that, I do think it's great to get together with people that may understand you a little bit better. And especially for, you know, women that might be the only woman on the team or, you know, the only women, or maybe you're working remotely, finding ways to stay integrated into a conversation and establishing relationships at work honestly does make it a happier place and you create more of a connection. Mm -hmm. So... What do you think is happening right now with all this remote working? And do you think that that ERGs are starting to meet more online or how do you think that's all unfolding?
1: Yeah, I really quick love that, love that point you just made about women leaving half their knowledge at the door. I tell the women that I work with all the time, there's so much corporate gaslighting that goes on that convinces women that, you know, their skill sets aren't valuable in the workplace. And it's just not true. I think it was the 2021, maybe McKinsey report that talks about how engaged women employees are in culture building activities that are so vital to the success of an organization overall. And yet they're seen as a quote, soft skill, communication is a soft skill that has no real value, right? And they need to go and get high-level certifications instead. So I agree. That could be a whole different podcast. I would happily get on that soapbox. But in terms of what I'm seeing change as more people work remotely, I do think in 2020 that ERGs took a major hit. People were just overwhelmed with the new reality they were experiencing, you know, dealing with childcare, working from home, all of these big changes. A lot of employee resource groups stopped meeting for a while. And then did move to a virtual style setting. A lot of them today seem to be doing more of a hybrid approach where people can join virtually or can join in person. I think there's value to both. Obviously, meeting virtually is all about accessibility. I love anything that helps more women be in the room and be part of the conversation. But I do think there is a certain factor to being in the room with other women that can sometimes help that relationship building happen more quickly.
0: Mm, I do too. I mean, I do think there's benefit to being in the room. I do. But I see a lot of women right now straddling a lot of things that, you know, they're try- They're used to getting their work done more at home now, and they have a lot of responsibilities of driving and taking care. A lot of women I talk to too are straddling older parents and younger kids and driving and all of that. I do think things are going to have to shift. I just feel like the way that we're going about working now, obviously, we've taken some pages out of the last few years and have made it a little bit more accessible to do things remotely, for sure. But I do still think, going back to the point we both highlighted earlier, is that I don't think the workplace often empowers women or benefits from all the value they can bring to the workplace. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's what makes these groups so powerful is it's kind of in a neutral third space for women to really explore their skill sets and thrive, right? If you have the role that is operating underneath a manager or a leader who doesn't see your potential and isn't willing to develop it, then the ERG becomes this additional place for you to show up as the best version of yourself and really build a more intentional career path with the space and the permission
0: to do that. So. I love that. I love that. And I have seen that firsthand myself because sometimes you're in roles that you're, as you just mentioned, you're not empowered and it gives you some energy and opportunity to show up in a new way. And so finding things you can do, and I say this all the time, if there's initiatives at work that are off the side of your desk or even outside of work that are gonna give you a little bit more energy, maybe a little bit more exposure and even some sponsorship, You know, you should check it out, especially if you want to stay there and grow your career. So I love this opportunity component uh, that you've tapped into right now. So it gives you the ability to step out in a new way. What other opportunities do you think there are for women that either join or lead an ERG?
1: I think there's the opportunity to really practice personal branding through employee resource groups, whether you're leading one or you're a member in one. It is the chance to kind of make a name for yourself, speak up more, to practice confident communication skills, all of which will help people associate your personal brand with who you are when you're in your typical role. The exposure to higher levels of leadership, absolutely. The confidence that comes with the ability to show up as a subject matter expert in a different setting. So if there's something you can teach or collaborate on for the ERG, it's a great opportunity to take. I think the last would be. I have a lot of ideas, but (laughs) my thought the last kind of big way that an ERG serves as like a crack in the door to leadership, which we were talking about before we started recording, is just exemplification of women leaders, right? We talk a lot about representation of women in higher levels of leadership, and that's important in and of itself, but actually witnessing them thrive and lead in their roles is an important part of us starting to think bigger about the direction our career is going to take, what we want to show up as, how we want to serve the people around us, how we want to make a name for ourselves. And we don't always get to be in the room with, you know, the one woman who's on the board or in the C-suite. And this is a cool opportunity to see that play out in real time.
0: That's beautiful. I I just think that's so helpful to hear your perspective. I know you do a lot of work in the women leadership space Mm -hmm. and being a career coach, you probably see so many stories and so many examples of ways that ERGs have worked and maybe areas that they need some help. So can you talk us a little bit about maybe some of the work you do with these leadership groups, Mm -hmm. especially if they're stuck or they're trying to get to that next level of impact?
1: Yeah, my initial thought is always, support the team that's running it. So figure out what those employees need to have the time and space to hyper-focus on the ERG and reaching the ERG goals. I'm a big believer in not assuming what people need and instead kind of doing some investigation into the group to make sure that the topics that you have aligned, that the content, that the programming all makes sense. And then there are some things just on a very tangible level, like taking steps to gamify the membership process in an ERG, I think can do wonders. And what I mean by that is just if membership is this passive experience in your employee resource group of I just show up to a Zoom call once a month, it's easy for that to feel stagnant and for them to start skipping Zoom calls if they have other things happening around them. But most ambitious, high potential, you know, very career oriented women that I work with, they love a challenge. So, if you can find a way to build in a challenge, a game to the process, whether that's like achieving different levels in the ERG, maybe it's a matter of checking off a certain number of like content materials that you've been part of or that you were at- in attendance to. These kinds of like little steps and little tweaks can help to just make the whole group more engaged overall. And then I'd say the next level would be coming in and working with these employee resource groups on devising in-house training programs or external training programs, but ones that really speak to the needs of their particular group. Because that's going to change, you know, depending on the year, of course, but also the industry and the state of the industry. And there are so many factors to consider rather than to assume that every ERG that's woman focused needs a training on
0: X. I love that. I love that. I think it's great advice. Anyone's listening that is in one, wants to design one, or wants to refurbish one <laughs> per se to bring it to the next level. So tell us, Laura, what are you working on this year? What are your big initiatives and where can people find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at Lauraweldy.com or I'm on LinkedIn as well. My big initiatives and projects this year are I do run a group coaching program for new managers who are women. That's very much kind of the fundamentals of learning how to be a leader and how to be confident in who you are in the workplace. And probably what I'm most excited about is my personal power code, which is the personality leadership assessment that I've designed that's really based on the experiences of women in the workplace. And I believe it's kind of a first of its kind approach. One of my clients calls it an Enneagram for your career. It gives you a chance to really uncover some of those strengths and some of those gifts that you have been gaslit into believing Aren't valuable at work. So, my hope is that that tool helps women everywhere really kind of reclaim their career, revamp their brand, and to feel really good and really proud of themselves for the work that they're doing.
0: That's amazing. And I think your work is just awesome. You know, I just think first line managers, it's so hard to be a manager for the first mm-hmm. time. And having a group you can lean on through the process, whether you fund it yourself or you fund it through your organization, it is such a great way to invest in yourself because once you get that first line manager down it's a lot easier to manage managers and become positioned and experienced for even more senior leadership positions so i love that work that you do and it's probably something we need to talk about again uh maybe in the next season because there's just so many little it, intricacies that women, you know, overlook or don't understand when they first get to managers. And oftentimes the company needs them so badly to be so successful, but sometimes we doubt ourselves. So having that group of people that you can lean on is so powerful in so many ways. Absolutely. And as you know, probably through the work I do over at Together We Seek, I love Enneagrams. I love any tool you can use to figure out more about who you are. And I can't wait to check out the personal power code too, because I feel like information is power. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you can show up in a bigger way.
1: Absolutely. That's the goal. More women showing up in the biggest way possible in 2023.
0: I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to continuing to follow your work. Thanks
1: so much, JJ. The feeling is mutual.